Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio. It is the second episode of 2021. And wow, what a year we've had so far. Of course, Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition, my family-run health and nutrition store in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West is the address. You can call us if you have questions about anything on the show at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Before I get going, I have a couple of announcements that are very exciting. Uh, The first one is Amanda Cotter, a dear friend of mine who is also an herbalist and a homeopath, is amazing, and she and I are getting together on the 20th to do a women's health workshop. This is going to cover all ages of womanhood, Uh, so we'll start pre-PMS and post-menopausal all the way along that scale, so women of all ages can benefit. We're going to help you know what you need to avoid to optimize your health, know what you need to get more of to optimize your health, and how to create true, natural, and lasting hormone balance for optimal well-being. That's what the idea is. We want to do a couple of these Vitality Radio live events. This is the first one. I I should say specific to women's health. So this will be a part one of two. We're limiting it to 20 people. uh, So we have plenty of space and uh, everybody gets to have their voice heard. It's going to be on the 20th at 6.30 at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. If you can give us a call, we would greatly appreciate it if you'd like to get your name on the list. We are also opening it up to Zoom. So if you can't be there in person, we can still get you in on the workshop. We're working out those details, but we'll certainly have uh, information available for you before the event. So if you're interested, whether you can come in person or not, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And we will get you on the list. Uh, It is $15 for you and $5 for anybody else that you would like to bring along with you. So we would absolutely love to have you there. I think it's going to be a great event. We have a bunch of people already signed up, and we're just wanting to fill it up with people that are interested in taking care of their health. Again, this is women's health specifically, and it is for women of all ages. So mothers, bring your daughters. uh, Daughters, bring your mothers, and so on. Uh, That's the first announcement. Uh, The second announcement will follow what I'm going to call the vital rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, 
media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right, so I said I was gonna call this the rant. Man, it's a little, there's a little rantiness here, but it's more about how I have chosen to get through the craziness that we are experiencing in the world right now, and specifically in the United States of America. Uh, I don't need to tell you what's going on because you already know that and get that from plenty of other sources. So I'm going to spare you the details. But what I'm going to tell you is that I have been talking to many people, including myself, yes, I sometimes talk to myself, who have experienced a significant amount of unease, we'll say, anxiety, depression, uneasiness, feelings of a loss of control about what's happening right now in the world and in politics and healthcare and so on and so forth. It's very, very interesting that uh, a little over a year ago, I discovered something called NAAP. That's the Neuro Auto Associative Program uh, that was developed by a dear friend of mine, Lamont Wilcox. He's been on the show a couple of times. If you want to hear him speak, you can go back to episode 39 of the Vitality Radio podcast and listen to him. But I have since become certified with him to teach in AAP and facilitate people through the process of learning how to be still in the eye of the storm, uh, reroute your maps in your brain so that they take you to the places that you want to be instead of the places that we often end up dead ending at as we allow our normal mental processes to do what they do. He talks and we have talked on Vitality Radio about addiction, not just being addiction to chemical substances, alcohol, tobacco, sugar, pharmaceuticals, whatever, but also addictions to things like anxiety, depression. That sounds a little off to some people, but if you think about it, these are patterns where we consistently cycle back to the same place over and over and over again, even though that place does not serve our well-being. And therefore, they are addictive behaviors that we have learned somehow throughout the years. And I don't have time to go into all the details, but basically what NAAP is about is helping you to reroute those maps to get you to the place that you really want to be. So I want to share two little bits because I don't have a lot of time. I have an amazing guest. We're going to talk about brain health for most of the show today. But I have two little bits of information that I want to share with you that have to do with the NAAP model. And then some details on how you can learn more. So the first bit is uh, there's something known as the six psychological human needs. And the first one on that list is control and certainty. Now, control and certainty are very interesting. People who struggle with significant amounts of anxiety, chronic levels of anxiety and depression, oftentimes have that need as a very commanding need among the six human needs. And I'm not going to get into the other five right now, but I want to focus on this one of control because if you were awake on January 6th, you know that a whole lot of crazy stuff went down. And it doesn't really matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. It was very disconcerting to all sides, I believe. 
and to look at social media and watch the divisiveness that has continued to get deeper and deeper in this country, it's very, very clear that there is a high level of stress out there, that we are living in a sympathetic state as far as our nervous system, basically in fight or flight almost all the time, many of us. And a big part of the reason for that is because we feel like we're out of control. Like, what can you do about what's happening in Washington? You could protest, you could post on Facebook or Twitter or whatever until they pull it down or censor it. You could talk to your friends and family. You can put signs in your yard next election. You can do all kinds of things, but how much power do you really have to control anything when it comes to the state of the world, the state of the nation, politics? The truth of the matter is you don't have any. You have no control of those things. So when those things are going haywire and all over the place, you feel out of control. And when you feel out of control, that means that one of your human needs is not being met. And in many cases, it is your most dominant human need. And it's very, very difficult to figure out how to feel at peace and harmony within yourself when chaos is swirling around you. We've all been there. It's very normal place for all of us to go at times. The challenge right now, and for many people all the time, is that this is becoming more and more chronic, where we feel less and less control, the further things seemingly swirl out of control when it comes to, again, politics and things like that. Now, it may not be politics. It could be your relationship with one of your children. It could be your relationship with your spouse or your ex or your mother, or your father, or the list goes on and on, your boss, your co-workers, and so on. And regardless, if you cannot control something that you would like to be in control of, it's a real challenge to feel peace about it. But a guy named Captain Coffee, Captain Gerald Coffee, and I highly encourage you to look him up on YouTube, listen to a couple of his talks, his audio book is two hours and 40 minutes. I just downloaded it and it's fantastic. He came up with something while he was a POW in the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam for seven plus years. Seven. Imagine seven years of your life in a six foot cell where he'd walk miles a day, three steps, turn, three steps, turn. It's a life that none of us, I don't think, can imagine. I hope. Well, he lived it. And what he learned while he was in that cell is that he had three things he could control, three powers, as he called them. He had his focus. He had his meaning behind the focus, why he was focusing on that thing. And then he had his attempt. He had the attempt or the action that he would take based on that focus. Now, in our life, we're most of us, I don't think any of us listening to this show anyway, are confined to a six-foot cell. However, we often feel very, very confined, very, very captive to the chaos around us. But if we can recognize that we have these powers, what we focus on, I talk about it later in the interview that I do with uh, Sarah Burden, which I think you're going to love, so stay tuned for that. But if we focus on the right things, the things that we have control over, 
the things that we can do rather than the things that we cannot do. If we then assign meaning to those things, why do we want to do that? Maybe it's the well-being of our family. Maybe it's our own health, whether it be mental and emotional or physical. Maybe it's our financial situation, or maybe it's our willing, our, our need to be prepared for whatever's next. If we assign meaning to that focus, then all we need to do at that point is attempt to make it happen. Now, sometimes we will not achieve what we set out to achieve with that attempt, but that's okay because we learn from that attempt and then we make the next attempt. And as long as we control our focus and our meaning and our attempts, we will move forward and we can find peace. That's some of the basis of NAAP, Neuro Auto Associative Programming. And it's something that me and a couple of my dear friends who are also facilitators in this, Rachel and Michelle, will be teaching a little introduction to as a seminar on January 26th. January 26th is a Tuesday night. It'll be at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, but it is not just at Vitality Nutrition. You can also join it through Zoom. Now, don't get this confused with what I talked about, the Women's Health uh, Workshop. There are a couple of different things going on. The Women's Health Workshop is on the 20th. The NAAP Seminar or Workshop, if you want to call it that, is on the 26th. They're both fantastic. They are both things that you can benefit from But I will say where the Women's Health Workshop is obviously specifically for women and specific about physical health and then the mental and emotional balance that comes with hormonal balance, which is awesome. This other one, I can't think of a single person in this audience that wouldn't benefit from the power of what you can learn from NAAP. So if you have questions about that, give us a call, 801-292-6662, 801-292-6662. Take some deep breaths, maybe detach yourself from social media or all media for a while. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea and find some peace. If we can help you at Vitality Nutrition, give us a call 801-292-6662. I'm going to cut to a quick break. When I come back, I've got Sarah Burden from Life Seasons talking about Dr. Dale Bredesen and his amazing discoveries that he lays out in a book called The End of Alzheimer's, which I'm almost halfway through and it is blowing my mind in a really, really powerful way. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to cut to a quick break. We'll be back. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call 
and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again. I hope you enjoyed the rant. Uh, Many people tell me it's their favorite part of the show, but this week, I think I've got a competitor for the rant. I'm going to talk to a very, very bright individual about, well, how to stay bright. We're going to talk about brain health. We're going to talk about prevention of what I think most people will say is the scariest uh, potential outcome for their health, which would be uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, those types of things where we lose our uh, mental capacity. I think everybody listening right now knows someone who has been through that, may know somebody who is currently going through that, and likely loves somebody who is uh, is going through it or has gone through it. My life story is uh, certainly that. My father struggled with Parkinson's for 10 years. My mother had dementia for the last about year of her life, and I I saw what that did. And I will say that there is not an illness that I wouldn't trade to have over those two. Now, of course, with Vitality Radio, we talk about staying well from all of it. Uh, That's what we really want to do, avoid all of it. But today we're going to specifically focus on the brain. I'm very excited. And now without any further hesitation, it's time to bring on my guest. Sarah Burden is a friend of mine. I met her a few years back at a trade show, found out she was dear friends with a dear friend of mine. We've connected ever since and have a similar passion for the things that we talk about. Sarah is the VP of Education and Communication with Life Seasons, a wonderful brand that we have carried now at Vitality Nutrition since just about the day they opened up, I think. And uh, we, I, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I've never had anybody representing Life Seasons yet, so uh, it's good to have you here, Sarah. Welcome to Vitality Radio. Oh, thanks for having me, Jared. Thanks so much. Good to be here. Okay, so we talk brain stuff. That's what we're going to talk about. And I want to make sure that everybody listening knows a couple of things. As I mentioned, in my family history, the brain is the biggest concern. Neurological stuff is what I uh, want to avoid at all costs. I guess I probably have some level of predisposition towards those things based on my family history. And so this is a big deal for me. I've been undergoing a significant uh, research, I guess, over the last couple of years trying to figure it out for myself. At 48 years old, I figure I'm about 20, 25 years away from where my parents started struggling and uh, there's no time like the present. So I've been doing that. Right. Over the last two weeks, I've been uh, digging into a book, a book called The End of Alzheimer's by Dr. Dale Bredesen. And yes. of course, Sarah, you know all about Dr. Dale Bredesen. Will you tell <laughs> us a little bit about him? Absolutely. So a couple of years back when uh, Life Seasons first got connected with Dr. Bredesen, I was lucky enough to get to have a private seminar just for we Life Seasons employees to get a training from Dr. Bredesen. And I'll tell you, he knew that we were lay people, that we were not medical professionals. So he was trying to dumb it down enough for us. But this man is so brilliant that even even at our level of knowledge, we were struggling to keep up because he is an internationally known 
neurologist. I mean, he's the smartest kind of doctor, right? A human brain doctor. And he has devoted decades of his life to pursuing and understanding the brain and the way it breaks down and what the root causes of dementia and Alzheimer's are. And it is so complex that even his very polished and um, thoughtful presentation that was trying to make it simple enough for us to understand was still a challenge for us because it is such a complicated issue. And you're reading the book, so you are seeing that firsthand. And even in the book, he tries to contain that dense science to just a couple sections and really gives us a heads up that this is where it's going to get pretty dense. But he's he's a brilliant researcher, a brilliant doctor. He holds many medical patents. He is the founder of the Buck Institute of Aging in California. And his is a name that when it gets dropped at trade shows with the medical community, people come flocking. So it's pretty cool to get to even associate with him. Very, very cool. Now, Dr. Bredesen, it is interesting. I'm, I'm, I think I'm knee deep into chapter six, if I remember correctly. And he specifically says, hey, you, if you want to skip five and six, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty deep, pretty technical. Uh, and I'll still give you all the information you need uh, in the rest yes. of the chapters. But I decided to uh, to wade into it. And uh, it's been really, <laughs> really fascinating, actually, really cool. I, what I like, though, is that I really do think we can distill this down to a level that everybody can understand and appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and I, I fully intend to uh, dig into this issue of brain health more and more deeply. I, it's really interesting. I've done this show for something like 13 years now. Wow. And I have done very, very little on brain health. Uh, one of the reasons it's a really complex topic to a large degree, there isn't a ton known about it or wasn't until recently. And now all of a sudden we have all this new research that Dr. Bredesen's put together that is like mind Game changing. Mind blowing absolutely. stuff. I, absolutely. Yeah. He, he published, he was the first medical doctor to publish evidence of reversal of cognitive decline, reversal of cognitive decline. So in 2018, in the Journal of Alzheimer's and Parkinsonism, he was able to, to publish a case study report of over 100 patients. He and a number of other physicians were able to show substantiated reports. So this, this is a case study would have corroboration to go along with it. So someone who'd had an MRI brain imaging that would show that their hippocampus had shrunken by 17% and that it was able to regain um, volume, that things like this that were able to be proven right beyond just, do you feel smarter? Do you feel like your memory is getting better? Right. You know, where there were measurable things that um, Dr. Bredesen and his colleagues were able to prove based on using the protocol that he developed over those years. And it was interesting, you know, in the intro, when you said people are more afraid of dementia and Alzheimer's than any other disease, that's actually, that's been proven by surveys that were sent out to AARP members. Um, it used to be 25 years ago, the scariest diagnosis was cancer, the, the C word, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone was worried about getting cancer, but now the, the medical um, treatment of cancer has progressed so much that most of us know the rate of survival is so much better today. We, we know far more people who have beaten cancer today than people who've succumbed to it, but it isn't the case yet with Alzheimer's and dementia. And so that's why that is now the scariest diagnosis that families report living in fear of hearing for themselves and their loved ones. So you're absolutely right that this is the thing that we we fear. Well, one of the things that Dr. Bredesen says early on in the book is he talks about the four pharmaceuticals that are available 
uh, for people yes. with Alzheimer's and dementia and how none of them are particularly effective and They're none not. of them have any properties that would potentially reverse or even halt the them. progression mm-hmm. of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the diagnosis is this is your store, your situation. It's now mm-hmm. a life sentence. You're going to have this until you die. And, it, and unfortunately, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse progressively. It will get progressively so, worse. Yes. What's not to fear, right? I mean, that's a right. pretty gnarly, nasty diagnosis. So with Dr. Bredesen's work, we now have a reason for hope. For hope. And of course, if you're a regular listener to Vitality Radio, you know that we fully buy into the ounce of prevention uh, concept. Yes. And that yes. why wait until you've got it when you can uh, stop yourself from getting it in the first place. So that's what Absolutely. we're here to talk about today is how can we prevent this stuff so we don't have to worry about reversing it. It's brilliant and amazing and almost hard to wrap your head around that they're turning this around and going the other way in, in many yeah. people, which is awesome. But how about just don't get there in the first place? And, and Dr. Bredesen would agree with you. Yeah. Anything you can do to prevent it is so much better. Even though he has made these breakthroughs, I think he, he would say the same thing. Start now, take proactive measures so that you don't have to get to that point. But you're absolutely right. In in some of the TV specials, when Dr. Bredesen's work first got published and first was kind of getting notoriety, his patients chose to have their faces blurred out and their voices altered like on a show like Dateline or something, because they didn't want their HR departments at work to know that they had had this diagnosis of Alzheimer's and then had backed out of it and had been able to return back to work because we've never had in our history any yeah, evidence that's of impossible, people, or at least that's what that's we impossible. thought. That's impossible. Yeah. Right. They w- no one believed that this would happen. And so Dr. Bredesen says he wants Alzheimer's to be talked about 20 years from now, the way we talk about leprosy now, like what a horrible, horrible disease, what a horrible way to die. I'm so glad that doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. and his, his book is titled The End of Alzheimer's, which I love. Yes. Uh, that provides yes. a lot of hope just in the title. So much hope for and, families. And one thing that I'm I'm working on is actually getting Dr. Bredesen on uh, himself. And I plan to have uh, you back on as well, Sarah, because we already discussed Fantastic. before we got on. We don't have enough time to do this in the 30 minutes or There's so that we have. There's too much good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, but let's let's get down to some of the core things that we're dealing with here. First off, with the Bredesen book and uh, the protocol uh, that he talks about, he he discusses something called the Bredesen 7. Let's dive into that for just yes, a minute. Absolutely. So part of what I think is really remarkable about Dr. Bredesen's journey as a physician is he did not start out as a holistic or integrative physician at all. He was a pure, regular, classic MD, right, researcher, science over everything. And in the lab, he was focused on looking for a pharmaceutical treatment for Alzheimer's. And what he saw over and over in the lab work that he and other physicians were doing was everyone was focused on what the evidence that we can see in a brain that we know someone has died from dementia or Alzheimer's with like the amyloid plaques, mm-hmm. right? That's usually one part of um, dementia and Alzheimer's that, that people are familiar with. And all of the drugs were focused on dissolving the amyloid plaques. And what he saw over time was that was almost like focusing on dissolving a scab on your knee when you skinned your knee, that over and over again, dissolving it isn't taking care of the issue. Actually, the the plaque, he realized, was the body's protective response 
to a, an injury or a threat. And so we could dissolve them over and over again. But if you keep skinning your knee, the body's going to keep making a scab, right? So he started to look at what is causing the injuries to the brain where the brain is then taking these protective actions and making this, these decisions. And at some point, he saw that the brain was actually choosing to shut down branches of the brain because there wasn't enough of these key building factors or there were too many of these particular kinds of threats for the brain to keep operating at full capacity. So he identified these different threats and, and broke them down into categories. And then he identified different solutions. And those are typically called the Bredesen 7. So the Bredesen 7 are, you know, should we talk first about the the threats? Well, I have a question. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into the threats, are you sure this guy's a medical doctor? Because when, since when did medical doctors start looking at the root cause of problems? Uh, right. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Dr. Bredesen uh, credits his wife for steering him in that direction, that that she said, you're, you know, you're you're barking up the wrong tree it's, here. It's you need to look at. It's always a woman. It's always a woman it? behind the man. Pushing the buttons. I know, I know. Yes. I hear it all the time. Telling him. Right. And he <laughs> sort of he sort of rolled his eyes and thought that, you know, there's no way. But she was absolutely right. So so the threats that he has that he has identified 40 individual measurable threats to the brain, and they break down into categories. So the first category of factors of threats, and that there are 40 different uh, different measurements. But the first category is inflammation. And of course, that's something that we hear about all the time mm -hmm. in the natural wellness space, right? We know that inflammation is related to so many degenerative diseases, to everything from wrinkles to, to arthritis and joint pain to heart disease. Um, but it's also really tied up in brain health. So chronic unchecked inflammation is a big category of risk for the brain. Uh, Dr. Bredesen also figured out that blood sugar is a major issue in contributing to cognitive decline leading to dementia and Alzheimer's. So we've heard people say Alzheimer's is diabetes of the brain. And that's actually a, a pretty good way to think about it, that the, the brain requires so much glucose constantly in order for everything to operate as it should. And when the brain isn't getting glucose regularly the way that it needs to in the right amounts, it causes problems. So, so chronic issues with blood sugar instability contribute to cognitive decline. Another category is you can think of it as building factors. They're called neuro neurotrophic factors, so brain-building factors. Those would be things like vitamin D3, omega-3, um, certain key fats and nutrients, phosphatidylserine, things that the brain needs, hormones, our different men's and women's hormones that we need to have in you know, key balances, um, exposure to heavy metal and mold. So a lot, for a long time, people have worried about mercury and aluminum, and that does it does bear out in the research that that kind of exposure does have a detrimental effect on cognitive health, blood flow and circulation. If you just aren't getting blood flow up to the brain to carry oxygen and that glucose up to the brain for fuel and to carry carbon dioxide and waste products away from the brain, your thinking won't be as clear as it should be. And then the fifth category is trauma, that traumatic brain injury kind of issue that of course, we've heard so much about with football players, but it doesn't even have to be as kind of spectacular as that. Just repeated 
small brain injuries can cause issues in the long run. Okay, so then uh, obviously there are certain things that we can do to avoid some of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, not play football, maybe. Uh, <laughs> wear a helmet everywhere we go, Um, you know, those kind of things. But there, of course, some of these are, I would say, I don't know. I think we have control over all of them to a certain extent. To a degree. But some of these things are, you know, a little bit outside of our control. Let's talk a little bit about the things that we can control before we move on to uh, the Bredesen 7. Uh, Inflammation is this major thing. I talk about it on Vitality Mm -hmm. Radio all the time. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, I think most often people think of inflammation and correlate it with pain. Unfortunately, mm. we know when it comes to diabetes, for instance, that we, if we have a high A1C reading, we have high inflammation, we may not feel right. that We're inflammation at all. In fact, generally speaking, you don't feel that inflammation. Now, we right. also may have somebody who's got diabetes or prediabetes that also has chronic knee pain or hip pain or back pain or something like that. And so yes. if you feel pain on a chronic level, then it's safe to assume you're inflamed. Yes. What if you don't feel pain? How do we find out if we're dealing with inflammation that we can't feel? It's a great question. So some symptoms of inflammation are anytime we have swelling, redness, achiness, or pain, like you said, any of those symptoms of sort of heat in the body, like a uh, somebody who's got a chronically ruddy red complexion, um, somebody who has constant swollen fingers and hands, and definitely that tendency towards heat and pain are all symptoms. But you, you're you absolutely right that you could be walking around with high levels of inflammation and not have seen those things. You may have had heart issues, you may have high blood pressure, and you may have seen lab reports from your physician with high C-reactive protein. You may have had a cardiac event already um, or be a candidate for that. But that high C-reactive protein level CRP would be one blood measurement that that might stand out as an indication of high inflammation. And then A1C would be another one that they could find in blood, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. So if, you, if you're concerned about this, if you're like me and you've got a family history or you just like everybody else and don't ever want to be here anyway, and you recognize that life is very, very stressful, <laughs> particularly now, <laughs> and uh, stress creates a lot of inflammation in the body, uh, oftentimes yes. that you can't feel, and uh, then it would probably be wise to uh, get a periodic uh, blood check and, uh, and take a look at the C-reactive protein, the A1C, and see where things are at there, at least so that you've got some indication of uh, whether or not uh, you have, you know, those kind of deeper underlying issues that you may not even be aware of. Absolutely true. And and if you're evaluating for yourself, if you know that you're somebody who relies on a lot of fast food, a lot of processed food, a lot of coffee, you know, a lot of acidity, a lot of like animal fat products, things like that, that um, might be contributing to, towards that, that could be another reason to check into it too. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that. What about heavy metals and molds? How do we avoid those? A lot of people hear about those things, but don't necessarily know where they're even coming from. Yeah, no, it's a great, that's a great question too. So for me, you know, quality water filtration, like a really great water purifier is one way that I can avoid getting contaminants in drinking water. Um, I, you know, I live in Chicagoland, we have really old pipes, my house is a hundred year old house. And so I know we've got <laughs> lead pipes out to the street. And so we use, you know, a water purifier system. And 
also cookware, making sure you're using cookware that doesn't contribute to your contamination in your body with with heavy metals. And so I use cast iron or stainless steel at home for my cookware. Want to make sure that I'm limiting my amount of the kinds of fish that are more dangerous in terms of mercury contamination. So, you know, I eat tuna only once in a great while. I eat swordfish never (laughs) because like one swordfish steak is like your yearly amount of mercury. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really high. Uh, but this, the smaller fish, the fish that, that don't live as long tend to not have such high mercury contamination. And then something else that was brought to my attention through my own blood work was I, I tested high for aflatoxin. And actually the recall that's going on right now where um, 70 dogs have died from the contaminated pet food. I don't know if you've been seeing those alerts going around, but it was aflatoxin um, that that was responsible for the death of those pets. Aflatoxin is also present in like all peanuts, all peanut butter. It's just something that's kind of unavoidable. And coffee, there are a couple coffee companies like Bulletproof Coffee where their claim to fame is that they are lower in aflatoxin or they test for the presence of that aflatoxin fungus. And they try to make sure that it's under under the safe amount from my experience, when I shifted at my physician's, my integrative physician's recommendation from, he said, just switch from peanut butter and coffee to almond butter and green tea. And I was like, you make that sound so easy. (laughs) (laughs) But I finally did it. And I did uh, almond butter first. And then when I finally shifted from coffee, even premium nice coffee, the difference to my clarity of thinking was astounding. I was really shocked to see. And once in a while, so I made my husband do it too. So we both now we do tea and green tea and uh, instead of coffee. And, you know, when we'd be in nicer weather, when we were walking around and we, you know, feel like, oh, let's just grab an iced coffee just for old time's sake. It sounds so good. The next day we'd be at our desks just like, I can't even... I can't even brain right now. So like he was I actually dealing with the same thing. He just didn't have the diagnosis. Didn't know it. Didn't yeah. know it. So anyone who is is feeling like I'm not at the peak of my abilities cognitively, I would encourage you to take a couple of weeks and just swap out. I'm doing matcha lattes every morning instead of coffee with cream. It They taste great. It's wonderful. It wasn't that bad a switch. And the difference is really shocking. Hmm. There you go. And of course, we don't have time to get into all of those. So let's get back to the Bredesen 7 and talk about that for a minute. Absolutely. So the Bredesen 7 is kind of the cute nickname for the solutions that Dr. Bredesen would like everyone to implement in their daily lives to help them be less likely to develop into cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's. And so his categories include nutrition, exercise, sleep habits, stress reduction, brain stimulation, like training, brain training, brain games, things that keep you really having to work harder with your brain, detoxing your environment and your personal care habits from the kinds of things that contribute to cognitive decline, and then taking the right supplements. Okay. So let's talk about uh, movement. Uh, What does he recommend? So this one was the hardest one for me because I am such a couch potato. All of my hobbies are like reading and knitting and watching movies, like not moving my body ever. Sometimes my step counter is like, are you okay? <laughs> it doesn't seem possible that you've only taken 400 steps in a day. You're supposed to get 10,000. So Dr. Bredesen says to keep our brains healthy in the long run, we do need to move our bodies 30 minutes a day every day and do some more intense 
kind of training a few times a week is really ideal for our brain health. So I've just been walking outside, listening to an audiobook. So it's still reading mm-hmm. while I have to do this unpleasant task of moving my body. <laughs> um, so 30 minutes a day, every day is really optimal, he says. Okay. And uh, one thing that I'll, I'll add to that, that maybe a lot of people don't know, is that that 30 minutes a day of walking, it works wonders for your inflammatory counts, uh, particularly A1C. There's a bunch of research now coming out showing that A1C levels go down dramatically if you take a 20-minute walk after Isn't dinner on a consistent basis. So, yeah, it's a big deal. And, and it makes sense because he talks about inflammation being one of the major factors. Uh, So movement, of course, also is going to increase circulation, which is one of the other major factors. It's going to... Exactly. Reduces stress. Mm -hmm. And and our bodies detoxify better if we're moving too, because our lymph system gets activated. That's exactly right. And we get to detoxify things. So that's right there. Three or four of the major factors are addressed through just daily consistent movement. Moving your body. I had never thought about how that took care of so many categories. I learned from you today, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't happen often, so write it down in your journal. But uh, we're going to do our best. We're going to do our best to teach teach more things here. Okay, what's next? Uh, Sleep. What do we need with sleep? Sleep. So this is very interesting. So there there have been a few studies done on the product that we're going to talk about, the NeuroQ formula that Dr. Bredesen created for Life Seasons for everyone to start taking as a preventative you know, neuroprotective formula. And in the clinical studies that went along with this, the participants in the studies were asked to adopt a few of the different lifestyle Bredesen 7 recommendations. And one of the the factors that made the biggest difference in their before and after cognitive assessment scores was sleep. And so that's one of the easiest because you just get to lay in bed longer. Just get (laughs) practice good sleep hygiene, go to bed on time. It's the opposite of movement. I am a champion of sleeping for a long time. So that one I was delighted to hear. But minimum seven to eight hours. And he says, you know, quality sleep, no noise, no lights, you know, uh, turn your Wi-Fi off. Just get good, deep, restful sleep because so much of what happens with brain repair and liver detoxification happens when we're in that deep REM sleep. And if we never get into that deepest level of sleep, all the kind of cleaning out of our brain pipes isn't happening. So it's a critical part of keeping our brains healthy for the long term. Very cool. Okay, so because we are running a little low on time, we're going to have to uh, skip through this a little bit. I want to talk about the supplementation uh, side of things. I've started taking a product called NeuroQ, which was uh, developed uh, in uh, concert with Dr. Bredesen by Life Seasons. It has six, I believe, ingredients. Is that right? That's right. Um, So let's talk about the six ingredients in the NeuroQ and why that product actually makes sense in this prevention of the progression of all this nasty dementia and Alzheimer's and things that we want to avoid. Yeah. So when Life Seasons approached Dr. Bredesen, obviously his book was a New York Times bestseller. So there were so many supplement companies coming after him. And when Life Seasons, our founder, Darren, sat down, whom you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when Darren sat down with Dr. Bredesen, Dr. Bredesen listened to his whole, you know, appeal. And at the end, Dr. Bredesen said, you know, you are the first company who's come to me who didn't talk about profits. You've talked about lives saved. 
so it's you. It's life seasons that I'm going to go with, which is really so special to me to hear that because this is about more than profit, right? right? So together, they took a look at, you know, if the if these processes are indeed at work for 20 years before someone starts seeing symptoms, what needs to be in place? What could we do preventatively to start nourishing and supporting for those six different categories of risk that Dr. Bredesen has identified through his 30 years of research. So inflammation, blood sugar, building factors, heavy metal and mold exposure, blood flow and trauma, those six categories need to be supported by any long-term preventative sort of product. So together, Life Seasons and Dr. Bredesen hand-selected these six ingredients because they would check off boxes of multiple categories of risk. So each each of the categories is covered by multiple ingredients in the formula, and they are in the formula at amounts, milligram amounts that have been clinically proven through independent third-party studies to be effective for, you know, the purpose of them being in the formula, whether it's a cognition um, or production of BDNF or inflammatory response. And so you're getting clinically established dosages of all these ingredients to take care of all those different categories of risk. Pick a few uh, ingredients for me and uh, tell me why they're in there. Sure. Well, so I'll be selfish and I'll pick phosphatidylserine because that's one of the building factors that needs to be present. And I knew that was the kind of thing that just my own constitution, I knew I was sort of weak in based on my personal experiences and blood work. And so phosphatidylserine, which is an expensive ingredient when it's bought independently, you know, a bottle of just that on its own is something like $17, $18. That's built in at a full 100 milligram dose. So I appreciate that that's there. That handles blood sugar, building factors, and history of traumatic brain injury. So it's covering those three categories. Another ingredient that I love is the Neurofactor trademarked coffee fruit extract because coffee fruit is really high in compounds that help our brain make more BDNF, which was the number one building factor that Dr. Bredesen talks about all throughout his book. You can't put BDNF in a pill, but you can put the factors that your brain will use to make more BDNF in a pill. And coffee fruit, the kind of the red cherry that is around a coffee bean is rich in a lot of those compounds, but it was never able to be put into a pill before. But now there is a company actually not too far from Chicagoland in Illinois that figured out a way to do it, to keep it shelf stable. And this coffee fruit extract, the Neurofactor coffee fruit extract increases your brain's production of BDNF by 120% in an hour. So this is a, an ingredient that you can feel very quickly. That's amazing. Uh, something that works that quickly. Yeah. It's one of the biggest concerns, I think, with nutritional supplements for the prevention of things is that how do you know if it's actually preventing anything? Exactly. Right? Exactly. I think a lot of people worry that, am I wasting my money? Is this doing any good? And with something like NeuroCue from Life Seasons, you can feel it a lot of times from day one and you, you feel better and better over time. So it's not like you just have to take the company's word for it. You can actually feel it. Yourself. Now, there are some clinicals that have been done on this formula, I believe, that are not yet released. Is that right? They're still in peer review? They're still in the peer review process, exactly. Uh, but what we saw in the initial data was that the participants in the study were all people with normal functioning brains, right? We, we weren't studying anybody who already was in 
um, subjective cognitive decline. These were all working professional adults, and they all had an increase in their cognitive processing speed. So it's not it's not your IQ. It's not that it makes you smarter, but it's more like your computer speed. It's moving faster. You're able to process data and store data and retrieve data faster when your cognitive processing speed increases. And that's what NeuroQ is able to do. Yeah. And who who wouldn't love and benefit from that? Why wouldn't you take it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's it's awesome as far as that goes. Uh, I, I really like the formula. I will tell you one of the things as a formulator myself and someone who's developed about 30 different products over the years, one of the things that I'm really, really good at is looking at other formulas and critiquing them and trying to determine <laughs> if, you know, if A, there's enough in there to actually do yes. anything. And, you know, what do the clinical studies show about this and this and this? And I frankly didn't understand this formula really well. There were a few ingredients that were pretty obvious to me, but Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know why the coffee fruit was in there. It made no sense to me. So I I was really happy to hear your explanation on that. Uh, One other thing I want to touch on like 30 seconds is there's something called B propolis in there, which made no sense to me until you explained it to me yesterday. So will you explain it to those listening? Absolutely. So propolis is an ingredient made by bees that's typically in the edge of their hive that we think of maybe for immune health response. But it turns out it has incredible protective properties for the brain. And in Japan, where they had their baby boom about 15 years earlier than we did in the United States, so they've been dealing with an aging population longer. They have put so much money and time into researching bee propolis for cognitive health. They've even seen people rebound better after strokes um, with lack of oxygen to the brain with this Brazilian green propolis. That's very, very cool. I'm excited about that. I've always thought propolis is amazing. And actually, not knowing any better, I've been taking propolis for years for immune things, and maybe I've been protecting my brain, which is awesome. You've been secretly protecting your brain. So, So your listeners can actually go and take their cognitive assessment score right now, if they want to, to see where their level of cognitive function is. And then if they do want to take NeuroQ, they can see the results. And so the the website they can go to is mymynqscore.com. And that's a free test that anyone can take. And it's a version of what you would take if you went to a you know, a, a clinic like Dr. Bredesen's where they just establish a bra- baseline of what your brain function is up to. It's pretty humbling when you get your first <laughs> score because you can feel how difficult some of the tasks are. But then you can see if you make these commitments, you know, to moving your body, getting better sleep, nourishing your brain, reducing inflammation, stretching your brain through different exercises to see what difference it can make. Okay, so my NQ, like neuro Q score.com uh-huh. and you shared with that with Dot me com. yesterday and I forgot to do it. How do you like that for your brain? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do it this morning when we're done recording this show. That's my first task. So I'm you got to tell me your score. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll share my score I'll with you I'll secretly too. share my score. I don't want anybody else to know, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but really I will, I will. I'm pretty much an open book on vitality radio. I'll share my score, uh, next week. If I remember and then yes. I will uh, keep you posted on how things go with the NeuroQ as well, because I'm very, very intrigued by that, to say the least. So I'm going to give a couple of my takeaways, and then I'd like you to give a couple of yours, Sarah. Uh, my Sounds takeaways good. today are get 
your butt up and move for 30 minutes a day. Listen, I get it. And Sarah certainly seems to get it. This is easier said than done for sure. Yes. But one of the things that I think, and, and, I, and I, I talk about it a lot lately, we have uh, what are called our three powers. I don't know if you're familiar with that concept, uh, Sarah, but the three powers are our focus, our meaning behind mm. that focus, and then mm. the attempt. And the attempt is key because it's not the success. It's not the measurement of how did we do. It's more, did we even try? Did we try? And That's so great. So if we have the focus of, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move for 30 minutes a day. What's the meaning behind that focus? Well, for me, the meaning behind that focus is I'm not going to go down the way my parents went down and have my children have to deal with that, see that, feel the pain of that. I don't want all that stuff. So that's my meaning. Mm-hmm. That's really, really easy. Mm-hmm. So what's my attempt? Well, my attempt is going to be to focus hard enough that I'm going to get those 30 minutes in every day. And I will miss days. Absolutely, I will miss days. And that's okay because I'm making an attempt. I'll make the next attempt the next day. I shared this, I think, last week on Vitality Radio or maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Thomas Edison was asked how he overcame 10,000 failures to produce the first light bulb that worked. And he said, I didn't feel like I experienced any failure. I just found 10,000 ways it wouldn't work. And it didn't work. Yes, yes. There's real value in that. So learn from your uh, days that you don't get the 30 minutes in. You know, how do you prioritize that kind of thing? So 30 minutes. And then I would say try very, very hard. Make the attempt to get that extra half hour, hour, hour and a half sleep, whatever it is that you need, because that's another one I struggle with. I have a very active Mm. brain. I forget things, but I have a very active brain. It's pretty hard to shut it off at night and get to bed (laughs) because there's always something else I want to get done. So my average is like six and a half-ish, I would say, more often than not. So for me, adding Mm -hmm. half an hour to an hour gets me in the zone uh, to where I can get the amount of sleep that my brain requires to recover. What would your takeaways yes. be, Sarah? And then the the nutrition, I think that, you know, that there are things that we can take in these concentrated forms in a supplement um, that really can fill in those missing gaps in our diet. I mean, I'm not consuming B propolis from my diet. I've got to get it through a supplement. Right. And so a supplement like NeuroQ that was specifically designed to cover these different areas of risk, I just think makes so much sense, especially because I do feel it right away and I don't have to just put my faith and hope into a product, I really do see the benefits right away. And for what it's worth, I think it's really important to understand that someone like me, someone like Sarah, we're in this industry, we're surrounded by people who are amazing, who can educate us on all this type of stuff. We have a lot of access that maybe you listening don't have. So Mm -hmm. for me to say that I personally am taking this product is is a big thing for me. I, I feel like that's a testimonial that you can uh, hopefully hold on to because this is my literally my biggest concern is mm-hmm. not being able to maintain my brain health uh, throughout my life. That's number one on my health concern list. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm doing specifically for that. So I would encourage you to try it. I would encourage you to go to my NQ. That's N as in Nancy or neuro. NQscore.com. Take the test. I'm going to do it too. I'll share my results and uh, then try (laughs) NeuroQ and see what happens after 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, that kind of thing. You can retake the test uh, as many times as you want. Is that right? That's right. That's right. All right. Super. So uh, we've got to go. We ran a lot further than I expected to. (laughs) 
And uh, that's okay because <laughs> this so conversation to to you, <laughs> was great. And what Dr. Bredesen awesome. has brought to us is phenomenal. Sarah, thank you so much for your time visiting us on Vitality Radio. We're going to have you again soon. It was my pleasure. I can't wait to come back. Thanks, Jared. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to wrap up the show now. Uh, thanks to Sarah Burden. Thanks to Life Seasons. And thank you, Dr. Dale Bredesen, for your tireless work on our behalf, trying to protect our brains uh, from the ravages of um, cognitive decline, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, those types of things. Uh, we can do this and we need to do this uh, for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren. Thank you so much for listening to Vitality Radio. I am Jared St. Clair. And if you have questions about anything you've heard on the show today, call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Again, I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.